Christ is born. Glorify him. Christ is born. Glorify him. Christ is born. Glorify him. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. My friends, today marks the last day of the 12 days where we celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, the incarnate God coming to us to save us. And I can't think of a greater blessing, and we are blessed, that on this particular Sunday we have a, tr we have a Mass that would not normally be done this day, but one of such importance, it trumps the Mass that should have been done, because today we celebrate the Mass of the most holy name of Jesus. In the intro, the very beginning of this Mass, you heard the choir sing the words of St. Paul from Philippians in chapter 2. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and earth and under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Why did our Lord give us a feast day to celebrate what we would think of as simply His name, Jesus? What's so important about the name? You may remember Two years ago in the fall of 2017, I did a Sunday school series called By His Name. And in that Sunday school series, we took the entire, that first semester, September through December, and we looked at all of the Old Testament names of God. Why? Because, as I mentioned in that series, we have lost in our current culture. We have lost, not the Christian culture, the worldly culture, the importance of the name. You see, the name, my friends, is much more than something you call a person. The name tells you something about the person. We come to know a person by their name. This is the way it was always seen amongst God and amongst His people. And so God gave him many names in the Old Testament. They gave them many names in the Old Testament so that he could reveal himself through his very name. Because he is a God who desires to reveal himself to us. You may remember some of those names. I'll mention just a few from the Old Testament. Jehovah Yireh, which means God, our provider. Jehovah Rophe which means God, the Lord, our healer. Jehovah Shalom, the God who is our peace. And Jehovah Rohi, the Lord who is my shepherd. You see all those things, shepherd, peace, provider. God gave his people his names so that they would come to know his character. So that they would come to know his disposition towards them. How he sees them. What he intends to be for him. If they will simply be his people and remain with him. And so today we come to another name of God. The name Jesus. And it was given very specifically in the wisdom of God. Because the name Jesus introduces us and tells us about the person. In the Gospel of St. Matthew in chapter 1, the angel comes to Joseph 
in a dream. And he says that Mary, the one you are betrothed to, is pregnant. And she will bear a son by the Holy Spirit. And you will call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. Once again, God gives a name of himself. A name to the word of God that was there at the very beginning. One of the Trinity. The only begotten of the Father. And he gives a name very specifically and precisely. To reveal who Jesus is and why he came. So let's look at his name. Jesus. The Hebrew is Yeshua. Yeshua. And it literally means this. One who delivers. One who saves. One who delivers. One who saves. He is our deliverer. Our savior. And it's all wrapped up in his name. Telling us about the person. In the Old Testament. Yeshua would have been translated. Joshua. Joshua. And remember who Joshua was. It was Moses who led his people out of captivity and bondage and slavery in Egypt and to Pharaoh. And they went into the wilderness. And it was Moses that led them in the wilderness. And under the judgment of God, they remained in the wilderness for 40 years. It would be Joshua that would deliver them from the wilderness and would bring them into the promised land. And not only would Joshua bring them into the promised land, but once they crossed through the Jordan River into the promised land, it would be Joshua who would be led by God to defeat every enemy of God's people for God's people. Joshua, Yeshua, Jesus, the one who saves, the one who delivers us. I think it's important today that we look about these two aspects of his name. Christ saves and Christ delivers. Because the name of Jesus, my friends, means everything to us. It means everything to us and it is everything for us. Because you cannot depart and dismiss the name from the person. First we'll look at Jesus, the one who saves. That is, the one who makes all things whole again. That's what the word salvation means. That's what the word saves. He makes it whole again. He renews it to its original form. This is Jesus. And you've heard me say this before. That everything that our Lord Jesus Christ did in his earthly ministry was a renewal of all things. It was the ministry where he was taking all that was broken... All that was frail, all that was fallen, all that was sick, and all that was dysfunctional. And his entire ministry was healing it and making it whole again, turning it around. Every time that our Lord Jesus Christ would heal a human person, whether in body, mind, or in their soul, he was renewing the very pinnacle of his creation, mankind, to be what it was before the fall of man. Every time that our Lord Jesus Christ would cast out demons from a human person, he was freeing that person from bondage to Satan so that their soul once again would be free, free as it was in the garden before the fall. And every time that our Lord Jesus Christ would raise the dead, he was undoing the natural result of the fall of man. For there is no death in God. 
in his name is life. And he brought life with him. And he bestowed life even among the dead. In our epistle reading, we see Christ, Jesus, who saves. We see it in Acts in chapter 4, where we have the story where Peter and John and all those disciples that were with them, they had been brought to trial. But to understand what happens in that trial, you need to understand why they were brought to trial. So we look back to Acts in chapter 3. And in Acts chapter 3, we find this narrative. This testimony of the God in Christ Jesus who heals. Who saves. A lame man, a lame man from birth. He couldn't walk from the womb, we're told. Peter and John and the disciples are passing by just like the rest of the crowd. And this lame man, just like he would do with the rest of the crowd, he cries out to them for money, for alms, to help him. He was a beggar. And Peter says to him, look at us. I don't have any money. But what I have, I give to you. And then he says these words. In the name of of Jesus Christ rise up and walk and he takes the lame man by the hand and the man stands up do you understand what happened in the name of Jesus rise up in that moment Jesus Christ our God who came to heal and restored put together strength of muscle and tendons and ligaments and joints that had never been there in this adult man's entire life he was made whole again. And actually for the first time for him. And Peter takes him by the hand and the man gets up. And we're told that the man goes away leaping and dancing with joy. And praising God for what God had done for him in the name of Jesus. Well, they get arrested for this and for preaching the name of Jesus. And so they go before the scribes and the elders who want to question them. And they ask him the most dangerous question. They weren't thinking. They asked Peter, by what power do you do this work? An answer I don't believe they truly wanted to know. By what power do you do this work? And Peter says, and I love these words, it's the most perfect answer. He says, by the name. By the name of Jesus Christ, this man stands before you. When he says by the name, by the power of Jesus, by the authority of Jesus, by the person, they says this to them, by the person you crucified and God raised from the dead, by the name of Jesus, this man stands before you today. In other words, Jesus healed the man and he lives. And I tell you today that by the name of Jesus, you and I are all, as we remain in Him, are being made whole in the same way. We are being saved because He's the one who saves. What about the other aspect of His name? Jesus, the Deliverer, the one who delivers. Jesus Christ, by His name, we are delivered from the bondage of our own flesh, the bondage of Satan and the demonic himself. He delivers us from all of those. He is our deliverer. And every time I think about Jesus being our deliverer, not only do I think about some things in my life, but there's one testimony that always comes into my mind and into my heart that brings me joy. 
This must have been back in the early 2000s, 2003, 2004, something like that. I have a good friend named Myron Crockett. Myron was the head of InterVarsity Ministries at University of New Orleans. And I got to know him, and he invited me to come for about three or four months and minister on the campus with him. And so he and I would do InterVarsity Ministry to all of those college students. And as I got to know him, he told me his testimony. See, Myron, in much of his teenage life and early adult life, he was someone who pursued truth through spirituality. Unfortunately, was everywhere but Christianity and in Christ. And so his last stop before Christianity was the occult, the demonic. And so he was in his little apartment room doing incantations to summon a demon. And he had the pentagram all drawn out on his floor and the candles lit. And as he was doing the incantation that a demon might come, it did in his room. And he was filled with fear. And he said, I've never felt such darkness in all of my life. Now get this, a person who had never pursued Jesus whatsoever. You know what, what name comes out of his mouth? He cries out, Jesus! And immediately light filled the room and the demon had to flee away. And that is how our Lord Jesus Christ introduced himself to Myron. Jesus is our deliverer. How many times in the Gospels do we see the demons have to submit and obey to our Lord Jesus Christ? Every time he spoke to them, it's as if they had to bow before him. They couldn't stand before his authority. They knew that they couldn't usurp or defeat his person or his authority. And every time he commanded, they had to do what he commanded. Whether it was come out of a person or go into a bunch of pigs. Because he is the deliverer. And he is our deliverer. But let's go one step further in the gospel. Let's look at what he teaches his disciples when he sends the 70 out to minister in his name. He sends out the 70 and he tells them, go into the nearby villages and towns. Take very little with you. And when you go, go and proclaim that the kingdom of God has come near. Speak to them the peace of God. Heal those who are sick and cast out the demonic. And so off they go in the name of Jesus and they go all over the place. And as they return, they bring testimony back to Christ who'd already seen it all. But their words are beautiful. He says, when, he, when they return to Jesus, they said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Even the demons submit to us in your name. Let that sink in for a moment. By the way, folks. These aren't the, just the 12 apostles. These are 70 disciples, followers of our Lord Jesus Christ. And they go out in his name, and even the demons had to submit in his name to them. My friends, are you not a disciple? Am I not a disciple of the living Jesus Christ who bears the name of Christ within us? Is that not who we are as the church? Why? Because God is with us. 
because God has made us His holy temple. It is His person and His nature that continues His ministry in His own name to save and deliver not only us, but others through us. It's the truth. So if we're speaking the truth, that because Christ lives in us, the one who all the demons must obey, May I ask you a challenging question that came to me this week in preparation for this? It really challenged me. I want you to ask yourself this question. If the demons submit to us in the name of Jesus, what excuse do we really have to continue in our besetting sin? If the resurrected Jesus Christ, who while he was alive, was commanding the demons and they had to obey. And if he gave that power and authority to all who are filled with him as disciples, what excuse do we have to continue working in our besetting sins to destroy our soul? What happens in times of temptation? The demonic comes, they know our weaknesses of our flesh. And so they tweak it. And they come in to put things in our mind. It begins with thoughts. Thoughts continue in emotions that compel us towards something. And my friends, in the absence of being attentive to Christ, we will sin again. But just what might happen if in the moments of the thought as we recognize them more quickly and they start to stir within us, what might happen if we call upon the name of Jesus in the moment to come and be who his name says he is, our deliverer? I tell you what will happen, even if you have to struggle for a while. He will show up and the demons must flee and your heart can remain pure before God. And our Lord can delight in doing that ministry for you. In St. James, the epistle, in chapter 4, listen to the words. Therefore submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. The name of Jesus is everything. To our life in every moment of our lives, it is everything for us. Let's be a people who call on the name. Because to call on the name is to receive and experience the person. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.